Section 11 of Tarzan the Terrible by Edgar Rice Burroughs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 11 The Sentence of Death. But it was an hour before the king re entered the apartment, and in the meantime the ape man had occupied himself in examining the carvings upon the walls and the numerous specimens of the handicraft of Paluldonian artisans, which combined to impart an atmosphere of richness and luxury to the apartment. The limestone of the country, close grained and of marble whiteness, yet worked with comparative ease with crude implements, had been wrought by cunning craftsmen into bowls and urns and vases of considerable grace and beauty. Into the carved designs of many of these, virgin gold had been hammered, presenting the effect of a rich and magnificent cloisonne. A barbarian himself, the art of barbarians had always appealed to the ape-man to whom they represented a natural expression of man's love of the beautiful, to even a greater extent than the studied and artificial efforts of civilization. Here was the real art of old masters, the other, the cheap imitation of the chromo. It was while he was thus pleasurably engaged that Koton returned as tarzan attracted by the movement of the hangings through which the king entered turned and faced him he was almost shocked by the remarkable alteration of the king's appearance his face was livid his hands trembled as with palsy and his eyes were wide as with fright his appearance was one apparently of a combination of consuming anger and withering fear tarzan looked at him questioningly you have had bad news Kotan? he asked the king mumbled an unintelligible reply behind there thronged into the apartment so great a number of warriors that they choked the entrance way the king looked apprehensively to right and left he cast terrified glances at the ape-man and then raising his face and turning his eyes upward he cried jad ben otho be my witness that i do not this thing of my own accord there was a moment's silence which was again broken by Kotan. seize him he cried to the warriors about him for ludon the high priest swears that he is an impostor to have offered armed resistance to this great concourse of warriors in the very heart of the palace of their king would have been worse than fatal already tarzan had come far by his wits and now that within a few hours he had had his hopes and his suspicions partially verified by the vague admissions of olo-a he was impressed with the necessity of inviting no mortal risk that he could avoid stop he cried raising his palm against them what is the meaning of this Lodon claims he has proof that you are not the son of jad ben otho cried Kotan he demands that you be brought to the throne-room to face your accusers if you are what you claim to be none knows better than you that you need have no fear in acquiescing to his demands but remember always that in such matters the high priest commands the king and that i am only the bearer of these commands not their author tarzan saw that Kotan was not entirely convinced of his duplicity as was evidenced by his palpable design to play safe let not your warriors seize me he said to Kotan, lest jad ben otho mistaking their intention strike them dead the effect of his words was immediate upon the men in the front rank of those who faced him each seeming suddenly to acquire a new modesty that compelled him to self-effacement behind those directly in his rear a modesty that became rapidly contagious 
the ape-man smiled fear not he said i will go willingly to the audience chamber to face the blasphemers who accuse me arrived at the great throne room a new complication arose Kotan would not acknowledge the right of Ludon to occupy the apex of the pyramid, and Ludon would not consent to occupying an inferior position while Tarzan, to remain consistent with his high claims, insisted that no one should stand above him, but only to the ape-man was the humor of the situation apparent. To relieve the situation, Jadon suggested that all three of them occupy the throne, but this suggestion was repudiated by Kotan, who argued that no mortal other than a king of Poluldon had ever sat upon the high eminence, and that furthermore there was not room for three there. But who, said Tarzan, is my accuser, and who is my judge? Lodan is your accuser, explained Kotan. And Lodan is your judge, cried the high priest. I am to be judged by him who accuses me then, said Tarzan it were better to dispense then with any formalities and ask ludon to sentence me his tone was ironical and his sneering face looking straight into that of the high priest but caused the latter's hatred to rise to still greater proportions it was evident that kotan and his warriors saw the justice of tarzan's implied objection to this unfair method of dispensing justice only kotan can judge in the throne room of his palace said jadon let him hear ludon's charges and the testimony of his witnesses and then let kotan's judgment be final kotan however was not particularly enthusiastic over the prospect of sitting in trial upon one who might after all very possibly be the son of his god and so he temporized seeking for an avenue of escape it is purely a religious matter he said and it is traditional that the kings of poludon interfere not in questions of the church then let the trial be held in the temple cried one of the chiefs for the warriors were as anxious as their king to be relieved of all responsibility in the matter this suggestion was more than satisfactory to the high priest who inwardly condemned himself for not having thought of it before it is true he said this man's sin is against the temple let him be dragged thither then for trial the son of jad ben otho will be dragged nowhere cried tarzan but when this trial is over it is possible that the corpse of ludon the high priest will be dragged from the temple of the god he would desecrate think well then ludon before you commit this folly his words intended to frighten the high priest from his position failed utterly in consummating their purpose ludon showed no terror at the suggestion the ape-man's words implied here is one thought tarzan who knowing more of his religion than any of his fellows realizes fully the falsity of my claims as he does the falsity of the faith he preaches he realized however that his only hope lay in seeming indifference to the charges kotan and the warriors were still under the spell of their belief in him and upon this fact must he depend in the final act of the drama that ludon was staging for his rescue from the jealous priest whom he knew had already passed sentence upon him in his own heart with a shrug he descended the steps of the pyramid it matters not to doriel otho he said where ludon enrages his god for jad ben otho can reach as easily into the chambers of the temple as into the throne room of kotan immeasurably relieved by this easy solution of their problem the king and the warriors thronged from the throne room toward the temple grounds their faith in tarzan increased by his apparent indifference of the charges against him 
Ludon led them to the largest of the altar courts. Taking his place behind the western altar, he motioned Kotan to a place upon the platform at the left hand of the altar, and directed Tarzan to a similar place at the right. As Tarzan ascended the platform, his eyes narrowed angrily at the sight which met them. The basin hollowed in the top of the altar was filled with water in which floated the naked corpse of a newborn babe. "'What means this?' he cried angrily, turning upon Ludon. The latter smiled malevolently. "'That you do not know,' he replied, "'is but added evidence of the falsity of your claim. He who poses as the Son of God did not know that as the last rays of the setting sun flood the eastern altar of the temple, the life-blood of an adult reddens the white stone for the edification of Jad ben Otho, and that when the sun rises again from the body of its maker it looks first upon this western altar and rejoices in the death of a newborn babe each day the ghost of which accompanies it across the heavens by day as the ghost of the adult returns with it to jad ben otho at night even the little children of the hodon know these things while he who claims to be the son of jad ben otho knows them not and if this proof be not enough there is more come wasdan he cried pointing to a tall slave who stood with a group of other blacks and priests on the temple floor at the left of the altar the fellow came forward fearfully tell us what you know of this creature cried ludon pointing to tarzan i have seen him before said the wazdan i am of the tribe of kor ul lul and one day recently a party of which i was one encountered a few of the warriors of the kor ul ja upon the ridge which separates our villages among the enemy was this strange creature whom they called tarzan jadguru and terrible indeed was he for he fought with the strength of many men so that it required twenty of us to subdue him but he did not fight as a god fights and when a club struck him upon the head he sank unconscious as might an ordinary mortal we carried him with us to our village as a prisoner but he escaped after cutting off the head of the warrior we left to guard him and carrying it down into the gorge and tying it to the branch of a tree upon the opposite side the word of a slave against that of a god cried jadon who had shown previously a friendly interest in the pseudo-godling it is only a step in the progress toward truth interjected ludon possibly the evidence of the only princess of the house of Khotan will have greater weight with the great chief from the north though the father of a son who fled the holy offer of the priesthood may not receive with willing ears any testimony against another blasphemer jadon's hand leaped to his knife but the warriors next to him laid detaining fingers upon his arms you are in the temple of jad ben otho jadon they cautioned and the great chief was forced to swallow ludon's affront though it left in his heart bitter hatred of the high priest and now kotan turned toward ludon what knoweth my daughter of this matter he asked you would not bring a princess of my house to testify thus publicly no replied ludon not in person but i have here one who will testify for her he beckoned to an underpriest fetch the slave of the princess he said his grotesque headdress adding a touch of the hideous to the scene the priest stepped forward dragging the reluctant panat lee by the wrist the princess oloa was alone in the forbidden garden with but this one slave explained the priest when there suddenly appeared from the foliage near by this creature who claims to be the dor ulotho 
when the slave saw him the princess says that she cried aloud in startled recognition and called the creature by name tarzan jadguru the same name that the slave from koryo-lol gave him this woman is not from koryo-lol but from koryo-ja the very tribe with which the koryo-lol says the creature was associating when he first saw him and further the princess said that when this woman whose name is panat lee was brought to her yesterday she told a strange story of having been rescued from a torodon in the koryo griff by a creature such as this whom she spoke of then as tarzan jadguru and of how the two were pursued in the bottom of the gorge by two monster griffs and of how the man led them away while Panatli escaped only to be taken prisoner in the koryal lola as she was seeking to return to her own tribe is it not plain now cried ludon that this creature is no god did he tell you that he is the son of god he almost shouted turning suddenly upon Panatli. the girl shrank back terrified answer me slave cried the high priest he seemed more than mortal parried Panatli did he tell you that he was the son of god answer my question insisted ludon no she admitted in a low voice casting an appealing look of forgiveness at tarzan who returned a smile of encouragement and friendship that is no proof that he is not the son of god cried jadon dost think jad ben otho goes about crying i am god i am god hast ever heard him ludon no you have not why should his son do that which the father does not do enough cried ludon the evidence is clear the creature is an impostor and i the head priest of jad ben otho in the city of allure do condemn him to die there was a moment's silence during which ludon evidently paused for the dramatic effect of his climax and if i am wrong may jad ben otho pierce my heart with his lightnings as i stand here before you all the lapping of the wavelets of the lake against the foot of the palace wall was distinctly audible in the utter and almost breathless silence which ensued ludon stood with his face turned toward the heavens and his arms outstretched in the attitude of one who bears his breast to the dagger of an executioner the warriors and the priests and the slaves gathered in the sacred court awaiting the consuming vengeance of their god it was tarzan who broke the silence your god ignores you ludon he taunted with a sneer that he meant to still further anger the high priest he ignores you and i can prove it before the eyes of your priests and your people prove it blasphemer how can you prove it you have called me a blasphemer replied tarzan you have proved to your own satisfaction that i am an impostor that i an ordinary mortal have posed as the son of god demand then that jad ben otho uphold his godship and the dignity of his priesthood by directing his consuming fires through my own bosom again there ensued a brief silence while the onlookers waited for ludon to thus consummate the destruction of this presumptuous impostor you dare not taunted tarzan for you know that i would be struck dead no quicker than were you you lie cried ludon and i would do it had i not but just received a message from jad ben otho directing that your fate be different a chorus of admiring and reverential ahs arose from the priesthood Kotan and his warriors were in a state of mental confusion secretly they hated and feared ludon but so ingrained was their sense of reverence for the office of the high priest that none dared raise a voice against him none well there was jadon fearless old lion man of the north the proposition was a fair one he cried invoke the lightnings of jad ben otho upon this man if you would ever convince us of his guilt 
enough of this snapped ludon since when was jadon created high priest seize the prisoner he cried to the priests and warriors and on the morrow he shall die in the manner that jad ben otho has willed there was no immediate movement on the part of any of the warriors to obey the high priest's command but the lesser priests on the other hand imbued with the courage of fanaticism leaped eagerly forward like a flock of hideous harpies to seize upon their prey the game was up that tarzan knew no longer could cunning and diplomacy usurp the functions of the weapons of defence he best loved and so the first hideous priest who leaped to the platform was confronted by no suave ambassador from heaven but rather a grim and ferocious beast whose temper savoured more of hell the altar stood close to the western wall of the enclosure there was just room between the two for the high priest to stand during the performance of the sacrificial ceremonies and only ludon stood there now behind tarzan while before him were perhaps two hundred warriors and priests the presumptuous one who would have had the glory of first laying arresting hands upon the blasphemous impersonator rushed forward with outstretched hand to seize the ape-man instead it was he who was seized seized by steel fingers that snapped him up as though he had been a dummy of straw grasped him by one leg and the harness at his back and raised him with giant arms high above the altar close at his heels were others ready to seize the ape-man and drag him down and beyond the altar was ludon with drawn knife advancing toward him there was no instant to waste nor was it the way of the ape-man to fritter away precious moments in the uncertainty of belated decision before ludon or any other could guess what was in the mind of the condemned tarzan with all the force of his great muscles dashed the screaming hierophant in the face of the high priest and as though the two actions were one so quickly did he move he had leaped to the top of the altar and from there to a handhold upon the summit of the temple wall as he gained a footing there he turned and looked down upon those beneath for a moment he stood in silence and then he spoke who dare believe he cried that jad ben otho would forsake his son and then he dropped from their sight upon the other side there were two at least left within the enclosure whose hearts leaped with involuntary elation at the success of the ape-man's manoeuvre and one of them smiled openly this was jadon and the other panat lee the brains of the priests that tarzan had thrown at the head of ludon had been dashed out against the temple wall while the high priest himself had escaped with only a few bruises sustained in his fall to the hard pavement quickly scrambling to his feet he looked around in fear in terror and finally in bewilderment for he had not been a witness to the ape-man's escape seize him he cried seize the blasphemer and he continued to look around in search of his victim with such a ridiculous expression of bewilderment that more than a single warrior was compelled to hide his smiles beneath his palm the priests were rushing around wildly exhorting the warriors to pursue the fugitive but these awaited now stolidly the command of their king or high priest Kotan, more or less secretly pleased by the discomfiture of ludon waited for that worthy to give the necessary directions which he presently did when one of his acolytes excitedly explained to him the manner of tarzan's escape instantly the necessary orders were issued and priests and warriors sought the temple exit in pursuit of the ape-man his departing words hurled at them from the summit of the temple wall had had little effect in impressing the majority that his claims had not been disproven by ludon but in the hearts of the warriors was admiration for a brave man and in many the same unholy gratification that had risen in that of their ruler at the discomfiture of ludon 
a careful search of the temple grounds revealed no trace of the quarry the secret recesses of the subterranean chambers familiar only to the priesthood were examined by these while the warriors scattered through the palace and the palace grounds without the temple swift runners were dispatched to the city to arouse the people there that all might be upon the lookout for tarzan the terrible the story of his imposture and of his escape and the tales that the wazdan slaves had brought into the city concerning him were soon spread throughout allure nor did they lose aught in the spreading so that before an hour had passed the women and children were hiding behind barred doorways while the warriors crept apprehensively through the streets expecting momentarily to be pounced upon by a ferocious demon who bare-handed did victorious battle with huge griffs and whose lightest pastime consisted in tearing strong men limb from limb end of chapter eleven read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com